Welcome to Let's Talk Socials, the social media podcast that helps you to spice up your socials. I'm your host, Hannah, a social media manager and coach, and I bring you the latest social media trends, as well as tips and tricks on how to leverage social media for your business every Wednesday. Now, let's talk socials. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Socials. When I give workshops, I always get asked what the one big mistake is that many businesses make. And well, 90% of the time I say it's that they don't show their face or that they don't show up themselves on their feed, on stories, in reels, on lives, etc. They just hide behind their brand. This whole episode is especially relevant for service providers, but I think even if you are selling products, you will be able to get something out of this. So let's dive right into this. Today we're going to talk about why showing up your face is so, so, so important. I'm not sure if you know this, but during my education, I had to choose a specialization and I followed a series of courses on service and digital marketing. So my choice of working with mainly service providers such as podcast editors, other social media managers, graphic designers, etc doesn't just come out of nowhere. That is what I studied and that is what I particularly enjoy about the marketing field. So what we learned during this specialization was that there are really, really big differences when it comes to marketing product-based businesses and service-based businesses. They are just not the same. You don't market a service in the same way that you market a product. And before we go into why showing your face is so important, and I'm going to give you some tips on how you can get started with that, I want to quickly explain these differences between the two marketing approaches. Hear me out, don't worry. This is really crucial in understanding why you need to show up. And I'm going to try to make it as easy as possible. I'm not going to include a lot of fancy marketing terms, but you know, there will be a little bit of marketing knowledge in here. So to know why service providers can't just hide behind their services, we need to have a look at what characterizes a service. A service is characterized by five different things. The first of them is lack of ownership. If you purchase a service, unlike a product, you can't really own the service. You can own a product, but you can't really own a service. An example. You go to the cinema and you buy a ticket for a movie. Now, you don't actually just buy the ticket, but you buy a service. And the ticket is basically just the physical promise that you will actually receive the service. And that is why services need different types of communication than something that you can actually own, like a product. The second characteristic of a service is that a service is intangible. <laughs> I know, fancy words today but it's actually not that difficult to understand. You can't really touch or actually see a service, right? And that makes it really difficult to represent and communicate that service in marketing. On your social media, you can show your product, but you can't really show your service, right? Because, well, it, you can't see a service. The third characteristic is that a service is inseparable and it's inseparable from the person that is offering the service. If you go to the hairdresser, you can't really get the service if the hairdresser is not there, right? And as a service provider, you are part of your offer. And actually your client is too, because if you don't go to the hairdresser, then they can't really cut your hair either. <laughs> so 
The fit between the provider and the client is also really, really important with services. Now, the fourth characteristic is that a service is perishable. If you buy a product like a new desk, for example, you can use it multiple times. Of course, you have to assemble it and then it's ready to go, but you can't just use it one time. You can use it over and over again. But a service can only be performed once. Obviously, you can have multiple sessions of a service, but the actual act of service can only be performed one single time. If you go to the massage, you get 60 minutes or so, and then your massage is over and the act of service is over. Of course, you can book another massage, but the actual act of service is finished. And that also means that a service can't really be returned if it goes bad or it breaks, like a desk, for example. So the risk for the buyer is a little bit higher than when they purchase a product where you might be able to get a refund or a replacement if it breaks. And the last characteristic of a service is that it is heterogeneous. Well, difficult word for me, but it actually means that no two services are exactly the same, which then in turn means that customer satisfaction, so whether your customer enjoyed your service or not, depends on the performance of the service, but also on a lot of factors that we as service providers and we as a client can't really influence. I'm going to give you another example. You are an online coach and you do your coaching sessions via Zoom, just like me. And on one day you have a lot of coaching sessions, but you have really bad internet connection, not because of your own fault, but just because your internet provider has some issues that day. This means that that is something that your client can't influence and you can't influence, but it actually does affect the quality of your service because it is not like a coaching session where you don't have bad internet connection. So that means that what you communicate about your service might not actually be true as you can't influence everything. Again, more risk for a client to book as they can't really know what will happen or how good your service will be. Another example could be that you are a fitness coach and you offer training sessions in a park. Of course, the service is always gonna be different depending on the weather. And this is something that your client can't really influence, neither can you. I'm gonna give you another example uh, that happened in my life last week. Uh, for my birthday, I got uh, the gift of from my boyfriend that we would go walk with alpacas. And we booked this already really long in advance, so that is obviously a service, an experience. And the day of the experience they sent us a message and they said look the weather is really bad we are gonna cancel the walk and you can book for another date so of course we were really disappointed and that actually also influences our customer satisfaction because we couldn't go through and we couldn't experience the service so that is something that you need to communicate in advance then that your service might be affected by the weather and that you can get a refund in that case. But just to show you that there's always a little bit of more risk involved when you buy a service compared to when you buy a product. Okay, so those were the five characteristics of a service. I'm gonna repeat them once more so you don't forget about them. Lack of ownership, intangibility, inseparability, perishability, and heterogeneity. Wow, 
difficult words. <laughs> so sorry about all of this nerdy marketing talk. I get really excited about all of this, but it's really important to truly understand why showing up yourself and showing up with your face is really so, so, so important on social media. When you show up, and when you show your face as a service provider, your prospective client gets to know you better. And we know that for someone to make a purchase decision, they need to, first of all, know us, like us, and trust us. And this is what you can achieve when you show up with your face. Secondly, you also reduce your client's risk that we have just talked about. So the risk of not knowing how you will perform your service, if it's going to go through in the first place, if you are a good fit, etc. And this is especially important if you are selling your services online, because the internet can be quite a sketchy place, I would say. We've all heard from people who got scammed on the internet, and that is why the majority of people is a little bit cautious when buying on the internet, and especially if it's from a business that they are not familiar with and how can they get to know you better if they don't see your face and this is something that I see so so often on social media there is a page from a social media manager and they have their name on there but there is not a single photo of that person so how am I supposed to evaluate if they are the right thing for me so if you show up and if we can see your face you also help your client to evaluate if you two are a good fit which is something so important when you work together with someone you really want to find out if they are your people, if they have the same vibe. And that is just something that you can not really do if you're just posting graphics or, you know, educational content, but you're never actually showing up yourself. When you do that, you also avoid that you have situations in which your client is kind of negatively surprised about your service performance or you as a person when they first meet you and when they first get in contact with you because they have no idea who you actually are. So you're not really managing their expectations. Now, if from your captions and everything, you seem to be a really professional and serious person and that is what this other person is looking for. And then they jump on a Zoom call with you and they see that you're actually really funny and quirky, then that's not really a great fit with them. And that is not really what they were looking for. So that's also something that I talked about with Sarah in episode four. We were talking about showing up authentically and that you shouldn't hide behind a mask, but that you should really show up as you really are, because then you're going to find the right people. You're going to have more joy in working together with them and you're not gonna have a lot of bad leads from people that are actually not really yeah your kind of people so those are some reasons why you should show your beautiful face on camera and on social media but before we end this episode i want to give you some quick tips on how to start doing that and maybe also overcome the fear of being on camera because otherwise you're gonna say, okay, well, Hannah, now we know why it is so important, but how can I get started? Please give us some tips. So here they are. <laughs> the first one is start small. You know, just start taking a selfie, post it on your stories. It's gonna disappear after 24 hours. So, you know, it's not on there forever. Or maybe if you're really brave, post a photo of yourself in your feed, introduce yourself or yeah, talk a little bit about your experience, why you decided to build that business, etc. There's a lot of different ideas that you can actually leverage here. 
you don't have to immediately go live, you know, and hold a monologue there or <laughs> record an IGTV like I do sometimes. You really don't have to do that. You can really start small and work your way up. My second tip is always remember that you get to decide how much of your life you want to show. Some of my clients tell me that they are a little bit of a private person and that they don't want to show their kids, their dog, their house plans, their house, their office, etc. Like some people do. And that's perfectly okay. You don't need to share everything that goes on in your life. You can choose a few things that you want to show. I don't know, maybe your, your office or how you're working in there or maybe some of your hobbies but you don't have to show everything you get to decide what you want to show and you don't need to feel forced to show more than that and my last tip is just do it <laughs> you need to get started to get better at it i want to see your face on stories i really do <laughs> your first attempts might feel awkward maybe even attempt 50 might feel awkward but it will get better with time i can promise you that the more you practice, the better you're gonna get it. It's always better to take messy action right now than not taking any action at all. So I have a little challenge for you. I want you to show up on your stories this week after you listen to this episode and tag me so I can cheer you on and we can all celebrate that you took this first important step. So don't disappoint me. I want to see your tags and your stories and yeah. I hope you enjoyed this episode, even if it was a little bit longer maybe, or actually not really. But yeah, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, I just wanted to go a little bit more into depth. I hope you enjoyed this episode, even if there was a little bit of nerdy marketing talk in there, but I really just wanted to go more into depth as why it is so important. Because I see that so many are neglecting this part of their marketing, and then they are complaining that they don't get any sales or that nobody wants to hire them. And and yeah, that's not really surprising if you're not showing up with your face. That's not really what social media is about. So if you want to get more confident on camera, I also have a mini course, the camera confidence course that I launched last year that kind of helps you get more comfortable on camera. And yeah, it's a, a great course to get started. I'll link it in the show notes below. Uh, if you have any questions, you know where to find me. You can always send me a message on Instagram. Okay, great. I'll hear you next week when it's again time to talk socials.